hello. Uh, welcome back to our second edition of Not Another Business Podcast. I don't think we've actually come up with an official name for it yet, but um, ultimately we're going to do more uh, these with a little bit more regularity. It's very difficult, it turns out, getting me and Adam in a room together because he's off um, being very busy building whatever comes next, and I'm sure he'll talk about that in a minute for us all. But, um, yeah, we want to start trying to get a bit of a rhythm to this. Don't be surprised if another one doesn't turn up for uh, two or three months. But at some point, I do plan on doing a little talk, maybe even some interviews, getting a few in the can so we can release them a bit more periodically. But as I say, welcome back. Thanks for all the feedback from last time. Great to hear from uh, many of you with complimentary words and some that were a little bit fainter with their praise. Um, well, that, that's what I like about it, that we specifically discussed, let's let's chat for a while just fucking about it at the start, because we like that in other podcasts, and everyone said, just get on with it. Yeah, that's right. There we well done for coming in there and stopping me banging on. So, uh, yeah, welcome back, Mr. Cara. How have you been? Awesome. It's like, it is strange, because obviously... We've just had a big chat. How have you been? Now we're on recording. You've got to do it again. Yeah, no, yes. no I'm, I'm great. I'm so, so, so busy, um, which is good because my, my brain's just on it. And the more things I do, the more things I learn and you build all this momentum. So, yeah, I'm really, really good. So whilst I'm saying I'm good, I'm kind of getting close to burnout. So I probably might have, you know, brain farts or whatever people would call it, where I just I'd lose my train of thought halfway. So probably not great for recording podcasts. But is, it, is it almost holiday time for the Cara family? Oh, do you know what? I mean, I'm just in that mode now where if my wife mentions to me holidays, I start stressing out and it's like, talk to me in the, you know, but it, it should be. But um, I think, yeah, we've got like a few little cheeky things booked for the kids where it's like Disneyland or Centre Parks. But I don't know, for me... For me, I like the mini escapes just on a Friday night. Go and get a curry on my own, have a yes. beer, write yes. down some notes for the week. And that, to me, is my regeneration. I'm, I'm cool with that. Mm, it's an interesting point. Uh, you're right, I like the little mini refresh, little mini regenerates. But I'm the same, actually. I've, um, I've had the busiest like two or three months for many a year probably from end of November right through to now. And I am feeling that I'm approaching burnout and it's half term next week so that's cool because I'll be able to I, I always think I'll take a bit of time out and spend some time with the wife and kids and then when I eventually do it and, and I'm at home if I haven't booked a holiday I'm like right cool what are we doing oh I'm, I'm going I'm going here dad oh yeah. okay well all right come on down oh no I'm going out with my mum I'm like oh so I do get a bit of time to chill out but on my own it's a bit sad really watching a box set in, in, a, in a darkened room on your own but it, it, it does refresh the, the brain but what I do need to do is get something booked in because mm -hmm. I do need a bit of downtime and actually much as that's not a, a point for discussion today it does reinforce the importance of having those blocks of time mm -hmm. even if it's Friday night 5.30pm walk to the curry house have a beer while you're waiting something actually firmly committed in your diary yeah. where you can do it you know well it's it's one of those funny things really like one of the first things that ever got me properly onto my entrepreneurial journey and my self-development journey I think by age 30 I'd read five books in my entire life one of them was probably like The Magic Finger by Roald Dahl you know like <laughs> absolutely zero development and then uh, somebody gave me Stephen Covey's Seven Habits and the sharp and the sore point about mm. you know keep mm. soaring 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 you're getting nowhere but you should stop and sharpen it 
but you can't because you're too busy soaring mm-hmm. and that's the point you do have to take those breaks and yeah if someone said to me oh do you journal do you meditate do you do this it's like not really no 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 but then in reality i do i suppose i do have those moments where i'll make my notes on mm-hmm. my phone or i'll um you know i could probably meditate just in the moment of i've got a moment's peace it's not a, go and sit there in a is it lotus position i don't know what it's called but you know yeah so like i don't necessarily go and formally structured do that sort of regeneration i just steal these little moments on my own where i can just you know Mm, yeah be present be mindful but chill out no that's cool and holidays is not it for me no 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 well with the age that your kids are at holidays are probably more stressful than working because you're probably thinking about work and also when you're thinking "Mm, i could do with five minutes in the lotus position you'd be like dad can you come in the pool and throw this ball for me exactly so look i mean um what's been happening since last time well I, I know you've been busy in work i've been busy in work i think the one of the biggest things that's happened since we last got together we uh, we always threatened didn't we we were going to put an event together and and you know try and build this community of cool dudes that we've got to know over the last few years so that's in the diary now i'm pretty excited about that yeah, um, it's so interesting because you know when we talked about this and what's what's the community mean and and you loved the getting together, the conversations at the bar, mm. the you know I, it's so funny. I I think of these people as my friends. I don't think of people I went to school with or people around me. I think of the people from our group as oh I've got a mate who runs a nursery, mm. I've got a mate who mm. runs recruitment, I've got a mate who does a dentist. You know, and it's it's it, it's great to actually kind of properly meet up and and sort of strengthen those relationships so yeah like really looking forward mm. to it and, and i know we've been chatting about the broad agenda of that and actually within it you know just to talk about this for a second what's the what's the broader idea behind not another business group you know the facebook group that we put together well look it was always community it was always i always said whatever business community i've been in business group have been in it was actually the community that made it good and that was the funny thing that usually the person that set it up missed because that's that's where all the cool stuff happens but actually in you know in 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 chatting and thinking about that more I, i think this one of the things i'd like this to be about and i'm pretty sure you agree is that if we can you know really work on this mindset piece really get people thinking in a different way or or even uh, if it's not too perverse to say it out loud, thinking about how they're thinking, yeah. you know, because the hardest thing is—it's uh, quite funny. I, I know that you know that I've been out running a bit recently, and I put this post on the other day because um, I've been thinking about it as I was bloody pounding along on the road. The hardest thing with anything, and it, it came to me while I was running, but the hardest thing with anything is controlling your thoughts. I was chatting with a friend of mine who suffered a bit, bit of depression recently, and I just said to her, you know, the hardest thing is controlling your thoughts. That came, that only came to me when I was running. I'd, I'd probably heard it before somewhere anyway. And and for a business owner, especially a business owner of the type that are typically in our group, the hardest thing is being like, well, where do I go for some help? And what I'm really loving about the group that we've created is people are popping up on there asking questions. I think someone put on the other day, you know, oh, I'm I'm, I'm a bit frustrated, bit of a moany post. I'm a bit frustrated at the moment. I've I've run this marketing campaign. Usually it converts at this rate, but I've had a really rubbish uptake with it. 
what you know i don't really know if i need any answers but what do you think and if you look down the thread there's like 27 comments yeah. all people giving their valuable time to, and that is the exact reason that i, I you know I, I love it but i think the event that we're putting on here's the plug guys watch it drop 2nd of may carden park near chester um with a stay over afterwards so if you haven't if you haven't booked onto it you you know and you want to find out more just drop us a line but um yeah the you know the thing about that event is i really would like it to help people have a better way of structuring their thinking and their approach to the business to get the business giving them what they want yeah 100 percent. i mean I, I don't want to go and sit in a room and learn how to do facebook ads or chat bots or the next big thing what's working now mm. I'd say the exact same thing that entrepreneurship is not about mastering Facebook ads it's about mastering your self-talk and the controlling the thoughts thing I mean if you think about it your version of reality is based on what you see what you hear what you taste you touch you know so all these senses coming in but probably the biggest thing that you're sensing at any time is the constant conversations with yourself mm. is far more important than what other people are telling you. So you worry about what other people think you, but it's what you think yourself that hundred yes. percent is, is more yeah. important. And, and it is about that. And there's all these different ways people do it. I and mean, you, you know, you can get a coach and you can do all these different things, but it's surrounding yourself with like-minded people who can relate. And, mm. you know, I don't coach doesn't always relate to, the feeling of being an entrepreneur, which is quite lonely, even when you're surrounded by people, because you're burdening so much of that responsibility, it feels lonely, mm. even when things are going well, even to your family. I, I just find actually the only people who can relate to me are other people who are taking risks. Yeah. They're trying to grow. They, they've got staff issues. They've got cash flow issues. They've got all these sort of ambition and frustration is probably the, the main thing we yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holding and, yourself to a higher yeah. account. And whilst a coach might help you with that, actually, I just I just like the relatability of other people who can say, like, do you know what? I get it. Here's how I dealt with it. Yeah. You know? The, re the book recommendations that you get off yeah it's probably the biggest thing yeah and they, 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 they like the, you know they like the same things they're interested by the same thing and they can see things in your challenges that they've either faced themselves or can think about how they might solve them in a in a different way so I think uh, yeah it's that in that regard it's going well and I'm excited about two things getting people together in a room you know because I know that we'll get huge value out of that and I've got a I've got an idea of the agenda. I don't want to bang on about what that's going to be because it's not. It's going to be pretty free form, but I have got some definite. You know, I'm going to be the uh, compare. Compare. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I've got my witty, uh, <laughs> witty gags. No, I haven't. So um, no, but I'll do a bit of shepherding and guiding. But actually, it's about trying to draw out from people i believe that's what a good coach should be doing anyway because the answer usually lies within but set some kind of a, an agenda that allows people to hopefully a recognize what it is that they're driving towards and b work out well how do i get there as quickly as possible or as sustainably as possible but secondly the real magic will happen when like the you know the yard arm the, the sun goes over the yard arm and we can get to the bar yeah. And have a, and just have a bit of fun and relax and you know. Well, that's the other thing, I suppose. It, it's part 
it's definitely not sit there and be talked at for eight hours and here's a list of ten things that are working right now and make notes and here's your, you know but it should have this value of let's share this experience of mindset and open up and whatever but the other thing is the retreat aspect so the taking time away which mm. we all know we should do take time out of your business to reflect and to get out of the day-to-day so it gives people that in a formal structured way if they want that and the retreat side of it where you can meet other people so yeah it you know wouldn't want to make it sound like oh we're just trying to finish the day to get to the bar really it shouldn't <laughs> be like some crazy piss up but on the other hand the retreat aspect of just maybe having a bit of it what the sharp and the sore i suppose and and yeah, well, the, the, I, I, I am with you, you know, I mean, all in favour of having a, a bit of fun, and it certainly won't be, le- oh, it's, you know, oh, it's four o'clock, we've got, a, sorry, I know that's a, the import, most important point of the day that we're about to solve your biggest problem, but the bar's open, sorry, bye, um, it, no, certainly wouldn't be that, but I think people underestimate sometimes the, the power and the value of those other people. You know, even people that you think you know, there's a lot more to that. And well, this is there's this two things I want to say about that. When I posted a question like about I built my career on email marketing and I haven't sent a single email in about eighteen months, and then all these people posting what they've done, and it was like, who are you? People, I thought yeah. I knew you. You know, yeah. but um, incredible. So you're right. There's such a depth and wealth of experience there that yes. actually you don't know yeah. who can help that's right that's right it just takes one little change of perspective somebody i did it today with somebody she was knee-jerk reaction to a situation and it meant moving house and changing office and all these things and when i just said questioned it in a way she's like do you know what i've not thought of that maybe i don't do that don't do that don't that and it's somebody else who's been there who can just show you a different perspective Mm. and actually you know this isn't about taking all the notes in the world it's that one thing that unlocks the potential i always talk all the time about you know, you can be an inch off course and as you go down the line, it turns out that you're miles away from your target. And mm-hmm. it is just small changes yeah, yeah. that keep you, you know, yeah. on track. And and the key, the key is to have ongoing, having someone that you can talk to about that in an open, free form that you trust and respect. Nothing worse than, you know, a, 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 the millionaire coach that drives the 1987 banged out Ford Escort. You know, when you're aspiring to massively upgrade your lifestyle and they're coming along going, yeah, I can help you do that. Now, they might be able to and they might just like, actually, a 1987 Ford Escort would be quite quite an aspirational car for a lot of people. Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, there'd be a load of classic car collectors that would be like, that would love that. But I think, I can't remember the right, but it might be um, the compound effect. I think somebody, so one book I've read where he talks about spending a third of the time with people who are where you want to be, spending a third of the time with people who are going on that journey and spending a third of the time with people who want to be where you are and you can sort of help them. And you, I'm not saying divvy up your time scientifically, but there's definitely something about, you know, spending time with the people who have done it versus, mm. you know, a coach can unlock your potential, but actually there's a, the, the, the side that a mentor can bring through experience, through relatability mm. and can tell you the answer quite often sometimes like okay maybe i do have the answer within me but just bloody tell me yes <laughs> yeah yeah well that's right that's right. oh sometimes you just want someone to tell you don't you you don't want you don't want to be coached you want to be mentored guided you know and um i i think most people are the same look i mean i i wrestle between ultimate contentment yeah you know it's like yeah i couldn't be any happier and 
incredible frustration. You know, and, and the trouble is, it swings. It swings so wildly. One minute I can be the most frustrated being that has ever walked the planet. And it like, you know, it keeps me awake at night. And then the next minute I'm just so incredibly grateful and thankful for what I've already got. What I need is a chance to really work that all out, you know. And I, and and the thing is I don't think I'm unusual in that regard. I think a lot of people will be like, "Oh, I'm riding high now." I always think the most dangerous point in my self-employed career to date was when I hit a real high point. Absolutely, because I tell you what, there's a long way to crash down from there. And the other thing is, it is what next? And that, yeah. that sometimes the destination is scary because, yes. like, you know, this is what I've been working towards. And then it is, it, we all know this because we, well, we've read it or heard it that, you know, happiness is not when you get the car, when you get the house, it's mm. the journey or whatever. Yes. So make the journey unending and get likes of Gary Vee will talk about he's there to buy, he wants to buy the New York Jets, but he says, in reality, I don't want to buy it. It's the journey, it's the process. And, yes. and, I, and I've said the same about the billionaire. If I don't reach it, it's not like I'll be happy when I'm a billionaire. It's like I just need something to stretch what I do. And, mm. and you know what, if I did that, what what then? Yes. You know, so, so it's not about the destination and that's the scary thing about reaching high points and... But the the, uh, the other thing about what you're saying there, the extremes, uh, uh, let's just say that the words bipolar have been mentioned in my house a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, and do you know what? I think I think there's there's definitely something in that with most of the people I know that are like us. Yeah. They're either riding high, best person in the world to be around, or certainly for their nearest and dearest, at the lowest ebb and those nearest and dearest usually recognise that's a good time to step away and leave them to it um, because there's nothing you can do to console me when I'm in that kind of a frame of mind. Yeah. And, and I think, and, th- and this is it, you know, a long way around, but I think that's why a community of people like, a community of the people that, like we're building is so important because they understand that. They're an impartial voice. You'll listen to their advice because they've been there and done it you're not threatened by them thinking that you're having a hard time whereas if if Danny thinks I'm having a hard time that's me immediately reverting to well well I'm failing which is not a great place for my brain whereas if you say to me oh you're having a hard time aren't you mate and I go yeah oh my god this is a fucking disaster then I can tell you because I know you'll have had hard times too well you tell a non-business owner there I mean it's awful I mean that's Danny being your spouse is 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 not that far removed but telling somebody who doesn't own a business that things are tough mm. they, they immediately the, the, their thoughts of you and the rumour mill or whatever it's just, oh, it's just yeah. you, can't, you can't tell them it's just I, everyone, I don't know if you've ever noticed this about me but anyone says how are you doing I'm awesome always because yes. I'm trying to convince myself not, <laughs> not because that's how I feel I just decided a few years ago so that's my response to every time anyone yeah, asks me yeah well and it's, it's mine as well or something along those lines tremendous fabulous fantastic uh, sometimes when I'm in more cynical frame of mind, someone asks me how I'm, I go, oh, fantastic, well, that's what I'm telling everyone today anyway. Um, so, no, so I'm really looking forward to the event. Um, I, you know, I think it'll be a lot of fun, and, it, and, and we've already got a load of people booked on, so... Yeah, and everyone should know that this is not for... An, we're not getting rich off of this. Oh, well, we're not selling yeah. anything on the day. Nobody is. This no. is, like, 100% for... Community. Know, f- yeah, for people to yeah. have a 
sort of a safe place. We're turning this into some sort of communal yeah. therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we are. Well, actually, I've seen the guest list, mate, and it will be exactly like that. Um, and and then there will, you know, there will be a good, relaxed, fun, you know, uh, vibe environment. But um, what else have you been up to, mate? Oh man, it's just like I said, we're doing so much stuff that. I mean, I sometimes wonder about this podcast. You can structure it and say, oh, let's do three golden nugget takeaways. Here's your aha moment. So we, if we talk, there's about 20 <laughs> different things that we do. Mm. But like, done an exhibition. I think that exhibition is worth talking about, isn't it? Uh, so how did that go? Oh, incredible. Well, actually, the exhibition and then what it leads to with, with, with us putting on our own events, in, in fact, is worthwhile as a strategy. But, yeah, I mean, it's the biggest one in our industry and it is expensive mm -hmm. to be there what, what is the exhibition well it's called learning technologies and the technology companies from the US are quite wealthy so these guys are turning up spending 60 70 80 grand on mm -hmm. their stand I mean when I did it in my old company we spent 30 grand and we weren't the biggest there mm -hmm. it's like 15 grand for the pot 15 grand for the build and then your expenses for all around it mm. so you, you, you know these things you can sink a lot of money into it and um so we turned up and my, my old colleague used to say and it makes me laugh every time it's like it's like bringing a knife to a gunfight and I was joking this time it's like, it's like bringing a spoon to a gunfight like we're just like this little stand around the edge mm. you know but I still probably spent 10 grand for us to be there mm. and it's a big risk mm -hmm. um, and what's interesting is most of our branding is set up for a slightly different type of audience so I, ha I had a bit of a opportunity to change our messaging and like, like what I said in the post and what we've discussed, that I know that the people walking around that event have the feeling of, it's all the same, I've seen it before. If they've already got a certain product, half of that event's irrelevant to them. So we wanted to just really call out to, what I mean, like, what's going through their head? And we, we, we put a big sign up saying, you've never seen anything like this before. And a few people come over saying, that's what I'm looking for. Like, I want something different, mm. new. I want to find out what's different. So, mm. uh, and we had, a, you know, again, the, the way that people design stands just really does my head in. I see people putting paragraphs and paragraphs as though that's their sales pitch. It's a stand, it's a banner. It's not mm. doing the sale for you. And the same that I see some stuff where it's all about the brand of a company I've never heard of. Mm. Whereas you just want to put what's your core proposition, you know, what you're giving away. I mean, I just have a massive sense and come talk to us. You know, that, mm -hmm. that is really mm -hmm. what it's there for. And, and we did it. And I'm actually really proud of myself for being brave to not do what the textbook says. Mm -hmm. I did the opposite. And it, it seems to have paid off. We generated. I saw one of the marketing managers for the big stand posted how many leads they got at the event. And we got we got more. They said they got something like 180 leads. We got 220. We will right. we will have spent a quarter if, if yes. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think you know you're, uh, you know you're certainly famed within our, uh, you know, closer network of uh, friends that we've made over the years for definitely thinking differently. Yeah. And I know it's I know it's um, I know it's one of your. You, you, you do it without thinking about it really thinking differently about the ways to, to solve problems that when you, you don't think oh I must think differently about that you do, do you, know you just do think differently do you know what's interesting though it's only in the last year that I've realised that mm, is it yeah, yeah people were pointing it out and I finally took notice and I'm like really yeah. I don't but, but you, obviously you don't 
know that. No, no. But, but what really frustrates me is anybody could do it. It's it's not about the answers. It's about the principles. It's mm -hmm. about putting yourself in someone else's shoes. Mm. You know, my mind will just race through a hundred different things about why you're wrong. If you said something, I don't question if it's right. I just think well, hundred ways of why I think you're wrong. Yes. And, and if I don't come up with one, then you're right. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And it's a challenge. It can be quite challenging, can't it? You know, I'm sure. And the other thing about you is good. You're not afraid to challenge. If you think it's wrong, you'll go, "Well, that's bullshit." You know, "Oh, uh, no, it's not actually." And you'll go, "Well, it is because this, that, and the other." And then I guess if the person can convince you otherwise, you'll probably either uh, tell them, "Oh, okay," just to get rid of them, or carry on telling them why they're wrong. What? What I was so. What I, was, I have been known to go and invent something just to prove I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, bloody-minded and stubborn. Two two other words associated, but. Do you know what? I think there's people that, that, that may still be listening that don't actually know what your original business was. So, you know, so for the benefit of, I'll ask you to explain your current business in a mo, but for the benefit of anyone that hasn't met Adam before, um, so your original business was a training business, you turned that into an online training business and exited it in what, 2017? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. sold it for a, a nice multiple and a, I'm sure a tidy figure. Um, and and unlike most people that at that point would go, oh cool, I've I've, I've done well, I can buy a house. You you were like immediately, I'm going to go and do something again. So so that's cool, and they can look at all that probably by just checking out your LinkedIn profile, Adam Cara K A R A. But um, what so what's your new business? Well, the new thing, interestingly, given everything we're talking about, is about mindset. But because. My strategy is based on targeting corporates, so it's, uh, you know, a, a HR director, head of training in, in a corporate, because they're a budget holder, I just find it easier to sell to a budget holder than a consumer or to a business owner who's mm -hmm. emotional about their money. Budget holders tend to be quite um, irrational in your typical way that you think about spending money, but you know, they, they, they spend, uh, they've got m more money and they spend it with different motives. So I, I target corporates, so there's nothing, it's a, when we talk about mindset, this is because of my own personal interest in it as an entrepreneur, but when I talk about it to a corporate, it's because we've got employee development software. But yeah, it's incredible what we've done. We've created um, a brand called Coaching Culture. We've launched a magazine, podcast, webinars, we're putting on events, we are doing eBooks and things like that. Mm all to educate people on how to create a coaching culture, but as I've listened to what their challenges are, we've then created solutions for it, and we've created a bit of software that um, mm. does psychometric profiling, delivers challenges and exercises, it allows you to do goal setting and accountability, and it allows the organization to get insights into the mindset of their employees so they can mm. see 20% of our organization is lacking resilience. What do we mm. want to do about With, that? Without revealing anything about the individual. So anonymous. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But they can see the results of the, they can see the analytics. Yeah. People, people in our business, 20% of people are telling us that they lack self-belief. Yeah. 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 And then they can seek to resolve that with different methods. But, mm. but you know, it, I, I don't know how it sounds to um, somebody your typical business owner with a few staff but to a corporate mm. this is just mind-blowing to them they're mm. just you know they, 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 they're saying it's the best thing they've ever seen for years mm. and they're all kind of falling over themselves to get hold of it and we are on that kind of precipice is that the right way? we're about to take off we mm. are just you know at that point now where I think out of the 300 or so leads that we've got 
average price point between five and ten grand there's a few million pounds worth of pipeline mm, there amazing. and this is you know yeah it's just now a sales job yeah yeah and it's all delivered online isn't it yeah. it's all delivered i mean i i went through the uh, you know uh, mod the first set of modules like the first version of the yeah. software and it is very cool i mean but there's, there's a lesson in that we yeah. launched a version before it was ready we got the feedback and we adapted to you know we kept the best bits got rid of the junk mm. added in the stuff that was missing if I tried to perfect it first time around I'd still be doing it now yeah it's all that stuff yeah. that like, I've been there so many times where we just yeah 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 and, and, and look I'm asking you the questions because I think people should be genuinely interested in how you approach things and, and that yeah, this is definitely not plugging that. I'm sure people could buy it off you if they wanted to, but it's. But a, you know what? We probably wouldn't. No, it's a corporate solution, really. But I mean, what I would say is that, um, yeah, I found it, I found it really revealing. You know, I mean, it, it, it's. I liked the. There's a module that sends you off to ask for feedback from other people, and it's amazing, especially when you frame it. Be as brutal as you can be, not as you want to be. Be as brutal as you can be. That's what I was asking them. And people came back with some really kind words for me, but also some revealing words that, that got me thinking. And um, and it showed up me as a perfectionist, which I'd never thought about before. And actually, when you think about someone that's constantly getting frustrated, it makes perfect sense. Well, that's because there's types of perfectionists. So if, if when you think of perfectionist, you think of someone who proofreads everything they do five times or an artist or uh, you know yeah, yeah and that's not really the traits of a, of a perfectionist a perfectionist is like if you're just critical of yourself quite a lot yeah but you might be I'm a perfectionist where I'm critical of others people bring me stuff and I'm like do better, do better. yeah and I'm a perfectionist where you want to appear like you're perfect to mm. other people so there's mm. different types of perfectionist which that's where people get confused um, yeah. quite often what's holding you back I mean if you was aware of it you would have resolved it Quite mm. often, it's lack of awareness first, and then it's lack of awareness. And and again, you know, journey of self discovery. I think people take the piss out of self development or personal improvement too much now. It's gone too far the other way. You know, it's it was all too like you know, oh, it's very American, isn't yeah. it? And and you you classically see a Hollywood film of a, a you know a real estate agent driving in their car listening to a tape saying you are a strong and confident woman, you know, and and it, and it, so it's it's ridiculed. And maybe that particular example should be, but anyone that wants to go to a bookshop and buy a book about how can I be a better person, I'm sure you'd find 10 books that were complete and utter bollocks and 100 books that had absolute nuggets of brilliance in them. But the desire to want to self-improve, I think it is an entrepreneur's trait, yeah. you know, and be, be the best that you can be. Uh, well, yeah, and that's it. I think that as I get really deep about the point of life and I, I only come down to these two things that it's be the best version of myself and achieve my potential if I like wake up one day and I think I could have done more I'd probably be frustrated but it's not mm. about the money it's just you, you're in competition with yourself not the people yes. yeah. it's, it's funny because I'm pretty confident that my wife will never listen to this so I'm going to say <laughs> it <laughs> like that's what frustrates the hell out of me she might bring a problem to me and it's like well what have you done about it because oh, if, yeah. if that was me I would have read the book watched the TED talk asked somebody who I know has resolved it and that's when my life just went exponentially better and, and business went better was when I decided to be be the own sort of curator of my development. So rather than 
somebody was putting on a certain event and it happened to be Facebook ads that month or whatever, I would just I would be self aware enough to say my biggest problem this week is that and I'm gonna solve it. And I went from what I said, reading by the age thirty, reading five books and now I read like probably a book a week. It's not now a book because there's so many other different podcasts, blogs, whatever, but literally I'm 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 sort of dealing with stuff so fast I mean like so so that's where the exponential growth comes in it's just like so 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 um, mm. unlocking that potential well and what you're very good at and I don't mean to blow so much smoke up your ass, but I'm going to you. <laughs> what you're very good at and I, I could certainly improve in this area and I'm sure there's plenty of others that would would agree if they self-analyzed enough is actually getting shit done you're really good, and, and also you're very good at not necessarily doing it all yourself. Well, that is the self-awareness thing. I will openly admit, and everybody around me knows it, I am not a completer finisher. I will start stuff, and I see in other people that they're afraid to start stuff, and I feel sorry for them because that's not my problem. My problem is I will start stuff all the time, but I know I don't finish it, so I surround myself with completed finishers, and mm. honestly, I... I, I grateful of them I look after them because they are the secret to my success mm-hmm. I'll start stuff where they would be paralysed by fear of doing it but yes. whereas I'm like right I've done it and weirdly I've, if I stop to think about it I would be scared but I've yes. done it and then I'm like shit I've committed to that I've got to follow through with that now who can help me do it so, yes yeah. yeah and get it done and get it done and I I, I could certainly have been uh, I kind of have been guilty of that I'm trying to improve but um, it's, it's difficult actually because You've got to allocate time to do it, and you've got to then make a decision. You know, we've got a meeting tomorrow about uh, uh, not me and you. Don't worry, I'm not going to call you into a meeting tomorrow morning to talk about my business. But uh, we're going to sit down tomorrow as a team. I came up with this little idea the other day that probably about twenty-five, thirty percent of the work that we do in in recruitment for our clients is not the right kind of work. So it, it suddenly dawned on me, well, there's got to be a better solution to solving that problem for our customers and for us. Because yeah. the trouble is with the work, it can take up 50 or 60% of the time. So, of course, I, I'm run off my feet and burn out because I'm not doing the right things to get to the right place. So, great explaining that as a concept to everyone. And luckily, Sarah said to me, that's cool, what are we going to do about it? Because um, normally I just say, and they all agree with me, and we go, right, cool, let's get back on with filling all those jobs that, that aren't right. So we're actually going to sit down, talk through the pros and cons of it, and come out with some actions. My team, well, I learned this from my old boss. I mean, we were in a meeting. I, I was in a certain team in a corporate, and we'd have the same conversation in every meeting for two years. Nothing happened. And then I moved to this team where it was more entrepreneurial. And we were setting up new businesses for the group and we'd be in a meeting and we'd come up with oh we need to do this and he'd just stop the meeting clear the table and we'd start working on it and it'd be done Yeah. and that was mind blowing and yesterday in our business that was the thing we had a little discussion we said right we need this certain schedule it was like right let's just do it and, and the people you know because I try and get feedback from people I'm shite at accepting criticism and feedback but when I sort of ask what do you like about it what and that's what they say. It's like, you just fucking do it. Mm. And that's because I don't plan ahead. I don't really know what I'm doing next week. I wake up in the morning and think, what's the most important thing I can do today? And I do that. And if I've done it by three o'clock, I'll ask a result. I've, yeah. done, I've achieved more today. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that, and that is it. I just... Yeah. I haven't read the Deep Work book, but I believe it's very good. That's the opposite. Is it? That is the exact opposite. Right. That would be about blocking out your time to do like this stuff without distraction and getting into like 
you know, if you're writing a book or you're working on code or you're doing something important, whereas my life is sprints, like mm. single things. So, yeah. so again, like, and there's, there's great people out there and I respect them, but they will say it's habits and it's your schedule and it's your routines and, and more power to them if that's what works for them. But what works for me is sprints. I just wake up every day and I'm like, what's the most important thing to do today? I'll mm. do that. And then tomorrow's different. Mm. If you ask me to do the same thing two three days running I, I start to do it sort of to twitch yeah, yeah sort of switch a little bit but I bet you probably do get more done in that two or three hour window than most people will get done in three or four days because you're focused on it and you will complete it yourself or dangerous word with a with a start because it's the most important thing yeah. so I'm highly motivated yeah. and somebody will talk to me like oh we need to do that I'm like right, tell me about it next week because right yeah. now it's not yeah, yeah, and this yeah. isn't firefighting. No, it's not the urgent thing. No, it's but it's always thinking strategically yeah. and getting out of the day to day. Because I bet a lot of the tasks that you're doing are the strategic ones. I was, I was chatting with a chatting with another guy the other day about oh, just some general stuff. In fact, I'm going to invite him along to the event because he's a cool guy. runs a runs a business, and he's about to start selling. Uh, stuff on online that's it makes it sound really dodgy doesn't it uh i didn't want to rep- i didn't want to reveal what it was because it's pretty mundane stuff but he might not want me to share it but he was like oh, you know struggle to get all this stuff done and 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 my view was easy for me to say harder for me to do my view was well how often do you sit down and actually think about what you want to get done yeah. that's your strategy time how how much of your time is dedicated then to actually doing that stuff that's your revenue generating time potentially and how much of your time is dedicated to admin he was like we're sending out 10-15 invoices a day and I've got to do all those and chase them I'm like well you're mad you're absolutely mad you know and also if you're the only person that ever looks at your diary or your inbox you've lost the plot because you can't you can't think strategically from your inbox it's impossible my, you know, my job is to constantly, consistently be making myself redundant. Yes. And I'll invent a new role and I'll figure it out. I'll either automate it, delegate it, outsource it, but constantly making myself redundant. And the, the, we're all brought up with this fear of don't make yourself useless because you'd be gone. Whereas <laughs> we, we have to think the opposite, where actually, yeah. if I'm tied to this, then I'm. Yes. You know, the bottleneck in the business so yeah. yeah I'm constantly doing that and like I think when I had a team of 16 and by the way when it's that's a small team because the amount of software that we have doing shit honestly like it, mm. it, the team would have been five ten times bigger if it wasn't for the amount of software we do but when I had a team of 16 and I looked around the room and I was like at one point in time I did everybody's job in in this room mm. and, I, yes. and I trained them I figured out the role trained yeah. them to do it left them to it and they then did a better job than I ever would have yes cool good for them but, yeah. but what I do best is figure out what the most important thing is invent it get it done move on I mean I did something today like bashed out a quick demo video and this is what happens so we've got go to meeting so I was able to record my screen we've got Vimeo account so I could host it on there we've got Unbounce so I could quickly throw it onto a page and put it on the web I've got Premiere Pro so I could quickly chop the ends off I don't edit it I just you know, trim it and probably some other little bit of kit helped me out 
all that was all done within probably an hour or two. Mm. Whereas a few years ago, that would have been my week's job. Like, we've got to make mm. a demo video. I've got to clear my diary. <laughs> Whereas it was just no thinking about it. Got it all done. And it's like, when I look back at what we've done, achieved in a day, it's like, oh my God, we're so productive. Yes. But I'm not bogged down by all the shit. No, no. And that as a that's something that can be used time and time again now in your, in your business. That is a core asset in yeah. our customer yeah. journey. Produced in two or three hours because you didn't spend hours uh, thinking about it I'm sure you did think about it but you just got on and did it and you were ready with all the right tools and people yeah like so a lot of the assets needed so I had the presentation we've got the branding done so it's always building foundations it's things that you know you kind of you do it once but it's there forever we're not like just wasting time but like the um yeah, it, it took hardly any time and that is now so core. So we, again, it's about scalability. We're having the same conversation with people over and over again. So I'm like, stop this, I'm just going to record it and we'll now point people to that. So mm. that again, just unlocks bandwidth in the team, potential mm. for doing more important stuff. So mm. it, it is, and then that's why so I'm talking to my customers and I'm like, I will personally handhold you doing during this rollout, mm. and they're like, "Well, I'm calling up and I'm getting the CEO fixing my email <laughs> issue." And it's like, "Yeah, because if this happens more than twice, I'm going to automate it. I'm going to fix it." Whereas I know my team mm. would keep fixing it, yes, and I'm going to like fix it once forever. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. And, and and that's why I personally get involved with all the nitty gritty. Mm. But if you, if when I look back. And I'll, I'll, if somebody said to me, built this business now, I'd be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. We built we built it bit by bit. Yeah, chunk by chunk. You look back and you go, fuck, when did we do all this yes. stuff? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it, and it, and it grows as a result um, and, and continues to gather pace. One thing I was going to ask you on the subject of, uh, yeah, you know, starting jobs and getting get, and then handing them off to someone else. And, and I think our, our good mate Jamie Reeves posted a, a little thing in a thread when we'd asked the question was you know what, what's the challenge or the obstacle and it was his answer I think was how do you find and keep great salespeople yeah, well salespeople are a sort of different breed and that is mm. that is the problem I can talk to you all day about 99% of the roles out there mm. salespeople is hard a different breed yeah 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 but you've you've just hired I mean you know clearly my my job day to day is recruitment so I've got some thoughts on it myself but You've just hired a, a sales salesperson, and you're in the process of inducting them. Yeah. You know what? What's your view on how to find them, how to motivate them, what to look for, how to keep them, or what to do if they leave? What's your view on the whole thing? I'm worried about saying this because I think I might not. This might not be the right advice for people out there, but I'm going to say it, and they can take what they want from it. That. I've advertised for a non-salesy salesperson, mm-hmm. and I'm going to bring them on as saying. Your job is to do very, 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 very good customer service and the sale will take care of itself. It's my job to make sure that mm. the sale happens. Mm-hmm. And and I'm, I'm, again, I'm going to break the rules and I'm not going to put them on a commission. I'm going to put them on a profit share because I want their behavior to be aligned to the objectives. So my business, we want to go for speed of sale, mm-hmm. not the highest price sale. But if I've got them on commission, they might be motivated to, mm. to hold out for bigger price, only mm. work with bigger clients. I don't want that. I want names on the board. I want rate of growth. I want mm-hmm. I want speed mm. of decision. Because mm-hmm. that cash in the business funds my growth. Yeah. So what I, I'm really careful of is, I've done this before, it's if the incentive plan is misaligned with the goals of the business. And 
that sounds obvious, but honestly, a salesperson will find a loophole. They are motivated by their commission. Yeah, yeah, especially if um, they are commission only or majority commission. Now, I can understand entirely why someone would be motivated to go and want to try and find a commission only salesperson. There's plenty of uh, MLM type models that would demonstrate that can work. There's plenty of MLM models that demonstrate it can't. But uh, you know, what? How do you approach a salesperson's reward strategy? Do you give them a massive basic and a bit of a bonus? No basic and a complete commission. What? What do you? What? How do you think it works best? Well, this is again where maybe I'm breaking the rules because what I want someone who's going to be here for two years and a minimum and and become part of the team. So, I, if you take on someone who's money motivated, as soon as they get a better offer, they will go, and that mm. is the reality of it. Mm-hmm. So, I have now tried to recruit a, a sort of salesperson who's going to be bought into the value of our ethos and our, mm. uh, our sort of you know the culture that we've got going on, and they're they're, they're going to be part of a fast growing cool tech company. And a lot of people realise that actually that's better than making more money in a corporate selling something that they're yeah. bored, bored by. Yeah. yeah. So I'm dangling other perks and carrots to try mm. and attract people who have maybe got a different motivation. But in you know, salespeople in the past, yeah, you can try and get away with as low as basic as mm. possible, so that you know they are trying to fight for putting mm. a roof over their head. And it's, you know, I, I, this is where it frustrates me that sometimes is that salesperson in control of their sale? Because mm. I see people. They're on a commission where actually they're order takers and they're just mm-hmm. getting the book in. Mm-hmm. You see them on a commission where actually there's nothing they can do. And like they call up and say, I had a guy call me up the other day, he said, All right, I'll do this deal. It's supposed to be 400 quid. He said, I'll do it for 200 quid, but it's only today only. I said, So if I call if on Monday, you're not doing me that price. He just put me off because he's mm-hmm. not in control of closing the deal. Mm-hmm. And it's just so I don't know. Sometimes I think sales is not about, you know the clever tactics to get the credit card details over the phone. It's about follow the process. Mm. So I, I designed the sales process. They've just got to follow the steps. Mm. The, 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 the sale is in the follow-up. Mm, yeah, yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with that. This, I think sales is a multifaceted thing and it can be different for lots of different industries. Mm. You know, look, you want to go and buy, um, you know, you want to go and buy a water bottle on Amazon and you've got an idea broadly in your head. You don't care. You don't care what label it's got on it. You just want it to literally hold half a liter of water or a liter of water. At, you go on Amazon. And you basically just find the first one that looks all right at a reasonable price, and you buy it. That's a, a sale has happened. Amazon have put all the things and the and the supplies have put all the things in place to allow the sale. No one's actually sold it to you. Yeah, there's been a process in there. Well, that's where what made a sale is there is you know the trust the messaging that proves yes. you've, you you're going to solve this problem and you've convinced me to trust you so through reviews yeah. on Amazon those sorts yeah. of things and that's this this is again maybe I'm breaking all the rules and I don't want to give people bad advice but if somebody comes into my business now and they're working through those 300 leads and they're closing them and I'm giving them a commission it's pissing me off because I've spent a lot of money on generating those leads mm. and I'm thinking like Mm-hmm. How hard is it for you to close a lead when I've created an awesome product mm-hmm. at a great price <laughs> and a, a, and all that marketing that's gone into mm-hmm. it? So really, what I want is somebody to come in who's going to do it. I like like saying like the sale for us is in the follow up. So I want someone who's resilient and tenacious. Mm-hmm. I want someone who's kind of 
put off by no first mm. few times. I want someone who's going to like you know follow up. Mm. So I'm not looking for someone who's got uh, the gift of the gab. I'm looking for someone who's just tenacious. Actually. Yeah. Oh, uh, tenacity and persistence beats uh, slick and persuasive. Yeah. You need a bit of all of this. Uh, well, not slick maybe these days so much, but. You know, I, I'd take the boring, persistent woodpecker yeah. salesperson any day over the shiny suited, can chat to anyone in you know in any environment, but runs out of energy at four o'clock every day. And that's what, say, Jamie or anybody needs to do is break down their sales process, realize what the skills are for that role and that mm-hmm. role profile, and then recruit towards that. So. A guy called up the other day. We put out the job advert. He said he tried to fill in the form, but it didn't work. So he called up and said, "Like what's what?" Mm-hmm. That to me is the yeah. first sign of yeah. you know you qualified. Yeah, yourself. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I tell you something. I've started doing which has worked great is uh, in the interview for a salesperson. I'll say to them, "Well, look, I've really enjoyed this chat today. Um, I'll definitely, I'll definitely come back to you at some point. But to be honest, I'm pretty busy." If you can get back to me next Wednesday, that would be good. And they'll look at me and they go, oh, right, okay, shall I get back in touch with you? Yeah, 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 here's all my details. I'll, you send me your note and I'll get back to you with what I want you to have next. It's amazing. Some people follow up straight away. Yeah. The, the, the same day and they go, I know you said next Wednesday, um, but I just wanted to drop your line to say thank you and I'll be in touch next Wednesday. Yeah. Per- oh, wow. I'm like getting excited. Some people don't some people just just vanish and I'm like why did you bother coming and then some people on the dot of midnight on Wednesday drop you a line they've probably automated it in their outlook box and I like that too but putting the power back into their hands and then also brushing them off a little bit to go yeah I will get around to it um, I just haven't got it to hand now can you give us and giving it because actually what you're talking about is someone that can follow up these are the basic traits of a good salesperson well what you've done there is perfect in terms of recruitment and i'll give you an example i saw somebody who was recruiting an admin assistant Mm. and they because they saw it somewhere and thought it was clever they made the recruitment process that they had to record themselves on video put it onto youtube and and it's like what you've done there though is you, you qualify in a set of skills that are not relevant to the role no. that you're looking for no. so if you're going to do something clever like oh okay I want you to send me this or that it's like okay is that you know if it's a creative role or something so what you've done there is well I know what the behaviours are I'm looking for so I've made that into the recruitment process because I hate you know in a half an hour interview are you really going to get to know someone no so you know Again, the thing with salespeople is you do have to think like if if, if they're not right, if they're not yes. a good fit, then they, they've got to go. Yeah, they've got to go. And I, you know, I, I've said it out loud a few times. The the recruitment process ends the day the person leaves your business because that's when you found out as much as you possibly could about them. Yeah. And it's a sad thing because it might be four years, ten years, fifteen years in the future, and it's a bit it's a bit of a flip and throwaway comment, although it is true. Yeah, yeah, and there's definitely value in hiring slowly but really at some point it's a risk and you've got to go do I like them could I, I'll often say to myself could I spend four hours on a train with this person without wanting to gouge my own eyes out and if the answer is yes I'm like well there's something about them then you know you know I could spend some time in a car on a train with them so they've got the quality the trust building the rapport building the the the, the question I was keen to understand though is you know where do you sit on for a small business owner who, 
we get inquiries all the time. Can you go and find me some commission-only salespeople? And I just bat them away now. I get, no, I can't. Oh, well, why not? Because they're not really out there, mate. They don't really exist, you know. And it's not Jamie. Jamie's got a great little system going now for his uh, people that are following up. He's got a lovely little sales process, but I think he gets frustrated that he can't find enough quality people. But, you know, what do you think? Should you be paying someone a, a, what, a, a basic salary and a bonus scheme? What, you know? Well, I, I, I'll give you just one little last thing on that uh, salesy thing because, you know, you want you need to trust them. And the thing is about salespeople, they've mastered the art of selling themselves. So it's like, you know, you do struggle to really get to the bottom of mm. are these people mm. genuine or not. And the thing about commission, that's the other thing, salespeople, like their CV can often look like they move about a lot because mm. that's the nature of salespeople. So that you worry, mm. it's really hard. Mm. So, and that's the thing, when I, I have worked with commission only salespeople and what, what I've said to them many times is the cost is not the commission the cost is me training them on mm. my product and all mm. that that's the real investment mm. so when I've worked with commission only salespeople I've gone through all that cost and then they end up not really selling much because like <laughs> they've got a few other clients that they're doing the same thing for and mm. I struggle with it I really yeah. have struggled yeah. and I've realized it's a false economy what I have found is better if you really can't afford a salesperson what I have found is resellers in a form of they're a legit business with the yeah. same customer if that's you, if that's what you want to do that's yeah. your route to market yeah, affiliates yeah, yeah, yeah. Affiliates, affiliates partnerships yeah. resellers that's right I think that's for something like that perfect like you know I, know I know we're using a specific example now but if you want to sell you know uh, secret waiter sort, sort of thing you know singing waiters yeah well, you know, try and tag in with a photog photography business or a venue business that can, that can, when the inquiry comes through, go, oh, and would you like some information on our special whatever package? And they get a little commission out of it. I, I, honestly, this is my whole thing now. And no, some of them may be listening. The people who I've outsourced to, they've been great. But what I've realized is we are just another client where we're, we're getting, they're getting our stuff off the desk. So mm -hmm. I've insourced a lot of stuff because I want people to give a shit. Mm -hmm. And that commission on a salesperson is not really giving a shit about your business. And mm -hmm. the people who we bring in, where we, we look after him and I want them to be invested into it, it's this give a shit factor mm -hmm. that I talk about all the mm -hmm. time now, because mm -hmm. it's it's the little bits during yeah. the day where they just do that little bit extra, or they pick up an email in the evening or whatever. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're focused. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's it. That is the thing to look for, definitely. Some level of passion for the business that are getting involved in. Yeah. You know, what do you know about us? Why do you like the look of this? Why do you want to come and work here? Look at them in the whites of the eyes. Yeah. You know, we want you to come for the right reasons and stay, but you've got to accept, yeah. this is the truth about salespeople. You've got to accept, this is the truth about everyone. Forget salespeople. Yeah, then they're, they're in it for themselves. They're more interested in the dog, the two weeks in Mallorca, the wife, the kids, and everyone else in their life than they ever will be about you. Now, if you're lucky, and you're a good boss, and you've got a good organisation, and you're a great leader, they might come to give a shit about you for the right reasons. And they might do that very quickly if you're engaging and good enough. But when you're interviewing them, they just want the job so they can get a better standard of living. Uh, uh, and and that, what you're saying about looking in the white eyes and all the rest of it, I would say again to anybody, Go with your gut feel. Mm. Don't take a chance on someone because it no. Go with your gut. And if yeah. it's not, if you don't feel right, don't do it because 
that I've learned the hard way. Mm. Uh, people who said, I don't need to work, I'm doing this because of the fun and love of it. Yeah. They, you yeah. know, you need your yeah. motive, you need your yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. I've had all sorts of people where you just, your gut says something's not right. And honestly, I, I shouldn't say too much, but salespeople we've <laughs> took on and then you end up Googling them, it turns out bloody, like, you, didn't, yeah. The yeah. thing that pops up is the, yeah. Yeah. an article about, oh my God. Yeah. So we, well, and take, take references, do your research. Whenever we're looking at candidates for our clients, we always look on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and we do a general news search on Google for them. And it has shown up some pretty interesting stuff. I think the other thing with, um, I think the other thing with salespeople is, yeah, well, with just staff, with people that you want to engage. You've got to be prepared to sell your business to them. Yeah. Don't, don't expect, so why do you want to come and work at Adam Butler Consultancy? Oh. You know, it's like, well, that's not a bad question to ask, but actually, it's like, so, so answer that question, but, but let me tell you why this is going to be cool for us. Yeah. Let me tell you why I've got a great environment here. Yeah, I'm, I, you know, I'm not Michael Page, yeah? I'm, I haven't got offices in Australia yet, or ever, I don't think I'm ever going to want them. But what I have got is, it's a cool environment. You'll be a part of our little family. We've got some great values that we've defined. We care about one another. We work really hard, but we have a laugh. And if you need a couple of hours off on a Wednesday afternoon, don't worry about having to ask me for half a day's holiday. Get out of there. Just go. Because I know if you're the right person, you'll be smashing it through six, seven o'clock at night on, on your phone yeah. for me, doing your emails. And, and I don't count all those little hours up. At the end of the day, we've got to hit our, our numbers. But you've got to be prepared to sell your little dream. I love the old um, Steve Jobs thing when he recruited the guy from Pepsi. You know, do you want to, send, do you want to sell sugared water for the rest of your life or come, come with me and change the world? Brilliant. I mean, that's why all the, all the job stuff is, is as good as it is. But, and that, um, that, yeah. is, that is what we do. I'll just tell you about this. We probably will wrap up. Won't yes. But this was a massive shift in perspective for me when I was on the other end of recruitment and I was looking for a job and I'm thinking like I'm lucky if I get this job and they're the ones who you know they're judging me and then now that I'm on the other side where I'm recruiting and building a team and I realize it's like actually I want the best talent I want these people so actually when I advertise a job I'm thinking of it like a marketer I want the biggest pool of quality to choose from so I advertise as wide as I can mm. I put the right sort of sort of hoops to jump through to, to qualify them and then when I interview them it is more me selling them on mm. like I want you you know like yeah, yeah, it, yeah. and so it, when I when I realised that that actually recruitment is not they're lucky if I give them the job I'm lucky if I find the right talent I, I, I completely changed my approach to it and now especially with what we're doing we're going to build a business that is very um sort of high revenue compared to the level of staff we've got every member of staff to me is incredibly critical mm. compared to if I had a call centre and I'm taking you know this, your churn rate and nutrition and you're just kind of like just yeah. another person through the door Yeah. whereas for me the team fit their yeah. skill set is so 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 critical so it really is like I'm, I'm desperate mm. to get the right choice of people I mean I'd headhunt for certain roles yeah 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 yeah, yeah I think exactly right and um, I, I did a little bit of uh, you know how to recruit and build your business and your culture training once upon a time still got the modules and I think there's still a lot of value in them but I used to say to people you know get, get the vision for your business as you'd like it to be one day mm. and then work out what the organizational chart looks like now and what it needs to look like in the future yeah. 
and think about what the profile of those individuals might be salary benefits bonus future career who do you want to step up and run your business one day who do you want to sell it to build the little avatar of that individual and and you know what they'll start turning up in your life just like the classic uh, you know reticular activating system when you're looking for a car you start seeing them everywhere Um, it is honestly and even more than that this is kind of next level and I don't know if everybody will even you know think of it this way but genuinely I was building my business to sell I wrote what I wanted page five of the prospectus to look like mm-hmm. in terms of here's the exec team mm. and I recruited people because their pedigree would look right on the exec yeah. team page for the for the, for the for the for the buyer and that is yeah. when you talk about start with the end yeah. in mind I, yeah. I, I, I genuinely I mean, that was how one guy's interview went. It's like, I'm going to sell this business. They're going to want me to do an earn out. I'm not going to do it. You're going to do it. Do you want the job? Yeah. And that was the end. Can I, before you go, can I get a picture? Because I'm putting my prospectus together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, mate, look, that is really cool. We've covered a lot of ground as ever. I suspect we could bang on about this for two hours, but I don't think we've got listeners that are that, um, that, are that loyal yet. But no, that's, that's been cool. Look, I just wanted to say before we finish... Uh, I'm really keen. We've got we've got loads of people booked on, but we've got room probably for like 10, 15 more people if they wanted to come. If it's just the people that are booked, that's cool. We'll have a lot of um, value out of it, and I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun. If you want more info, let me know. You can get me Adam B at adambutlerltd.co.uk or drop me a line. The, the numbers on the website, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll call you back. It's the second of May. It's at Carden Park, which is a beautiful venue. Great meeting rooms and really great facilities. Carden Park near Chester, 2nd of May. That's the day. We're going to stay over and probably have a bit of brekkie before we get back to our lives on the Friday. be cool to have anyone that wants to come to, to come along. All right, mate? Yeah, no, cool. Go right, on. Well. So, and uh, please give us your feedback because we want to keep improving these podcasts. So thanks, yes. thanks for yeah. listening. And... Yeah, well, we will see you hopefully inside the next month or two. See you soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thank you.